This is my body, this is my blood, Miracles of the Eucharist, Book 1, Santarem, 1200s, Light in the Darkness. There is a concept of God the pilot flying way above the earth. From his vantage point, he can see great distances and occurrences that are about to happen and have already happened. Aboard his plane, we can see a pattern that the Lord has created. We see clusters of holy places and events that seem to have no connection with others, except that they were all instituted by the Lord. The chronological sequence may be centuries apart, but time is a limitation put on us by men, not by God. In Yugoslavia, Medjugorje, where the Blessed Mother has reportedly been appearing since 1981, is not that distant from Tersato, where the Holy House of Nazareth rested before it was moved across the Adriatic to Loreto, Italy. In Italy, San Giovanni Rotondo, where Padre Pio lived for the first half of the 20th century, is only 20 miles away from Monte Sant'Angelo, where the Archangel Michael appeared towards the end of the 4th century. Portugal is also a place of clusters. He has always been a very special place in the hearts of our Lord Jesus and His Mother Mary. It has been consecrated to our Blessed Mother for many centuries. In Fatima, she gave us the message of penance and prayer in 1917. In Batalha, about 20 miles from Fatima, a promise was made to Our Lady to build a great church in her honor if she would help the Portuguese people in a battle against Spain, which took place on the day before the Feast of the Assumption in 1385. In Alcobaca, in a cluster with Fatima and Batalha, there is a monastery which was built in thanksgiving to Our Lady for enabling the Portuguese to recapture the city of Santarem from the Moors in 1152. Santarem is also a part of the cluster. It is located halfway between Fatima and Lisbon. The history of Santarem is laced with holy people. For our purposes, however, we will talk of only one important aspect of Santarem. Sometime between 1225 or 1247, there was a woman living in Santarem who was very unhappy. She was convinced that her husband did not love her and was unfaithful. She tried all the wiles known to women from the days of Eve, but to no avail. As a desperate last attempt, she went to a sorceress. The sorceress promised the wife that her husband will return to his loving ways if the wife will bring her a consecrated host. This greatly frightened the woman. She knew it was sacrilege. She was also convinced that the sorceress was up to no good. The wife didn't know what to do. She finally gave in. She went to Mass at the Church of St. Stephen and received communion, but did not consume the host. Instead, she left the church immediately and took the host out of her mouth, putting it into a kerchief. She then headed for the sorceress. Along the way, the host began to bleed inside the kerchief. The wife was not aware of it until passers-by brought it to her attention, thinking she was bleeding. Panic struck the heart of the woman. She went home and put the kerchief and the host in the bottom of a trunk. She waited all day and into night in fear. 
When her husband came home late that night, she was sitting in the dark. They went to bed. We doubt whether she slept very much. The guilt of her sin plagued her. She also didn't know if the host had continued to bleed. Sometime during the night, they were awakened by bright rays of light coming from the trunk, which lit up the entire room. The wife confessed her sin to her husband. The two of them spent the rest of the night on their knees in adoration before the miraculous host. The next day, people came to the house, attracted by the light. They witnessed the miracle for themselves. The parish priest was told. He came to the house and heard the story from the woman. He brought the host back to the church in solemn procession. Encasing it in a wax container, he placed the host into the tabernacle. Another miracle occurred. The next time the priest opened the tabernacle door, the wax container had broken into thousands of pieces. In its place was a crystal container with the blood of the host inside. It has been kept in that church until today. The church has been renamed the Church of the Miracle. The little house where the miracle occurred was San Via del Estoy in Santarem. From the time of the miracle until now, Every year, on the second Sunday of April, the incident is reenacted by local actors. The actual Eucharistic miracle is processed from the house, which was converted into a chapel in 1684 to the church. The Eucharistic miracle of Santarem only left the city one time, during the invasion of Portugal by Napoleon's troops in 1810. The people of the town were afraid of desecration at the hands of the French, and so it was taken out of the city. It wound up in the hands of the Bishop of Lisbon, who put it on display for the faithful of Lisbon to venerate. It seemed as if he were going to keep our Lord Jesus in the church of Pacao permanently. The citizens of Santarem were outraged and put a mass protest. It is possible that the Lord did not want the people of Santarem to take his presence in their midst for granted for even a minute. The Eucharistic miracle was sent back to Santarem in great secrecy to prevent the people of Lisbon from knowing it was leaving their city. The people of Lisbon were not aware that the physical presence of their Savior was gone from their city until the day it was restored to Santarem on December 2, 1811. The Eucharistic miracle of Santarem is not normally exposed. However, pilgrim groups with their own priests can usually behold and venerate the sacred blood. The blood is still in liquid form, 750 years after the miracle occurred. We ask ourselves why the Lord does the things He does? Why was there a miracle in Santarem? Why has it lasted all these years? Why does the Lord form clusters the way we've described? The same question might be asked, why does God continue to love us when we are so unfaithful to Him? The only answer we can think of is God, to remain God, must love us because God is love. God remains faithful because God is faithful. We can turn our back on Him, but He is always there, waiting, arms outstretched, just as when He was on the cross. When we sin, we change. He remains unchanged. When we go to confession and are reconciled with Him, the change comes about in us not in Him. He loves us as intensely as He did before we sinned.
please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.